Welcome to the PubCast, your inside look at electronic publishing. From ebooks to websites to podcasts and more, join us as we interview the professionals on the cutting edge of publishing. So we are here with Sarah Rodriguez of Geek and Sundry and Nerdy But Flirty. Hello. Hi there. How was your evening? My evening's great. Great. Good to hear it. So if you could just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, so I'm Sarah, as you mentioned. I go by Sarah the Rebel uh, all over the internet. I am known as a feminist gamer type girl. I write about uh, video games and comics on my website. And then in my IRL job, I work for Geek and Sundry, um, where I manage the vlogs channel and just work with analytics and uh, things like that to help and improve the network. So much of your work requires you to be on social media and be very connected. How do you manage your time without getting distracted? Uh, it can be difficult. I think it's a skill you learn when you work in social media. Um, I've seen different methods of handling it, but the method that works best for me is writing a to-do list. As simple as that sounds, it is. Um, I just know that I have to get each of these things done. Um, for the different social media, um, it's also helpful to know how many posts you're going to do a day because that helps you space out uh, and lets you know, like, oh, no, it's 12 o'clock. I need to hurry up and post another post and then, you know, go from there. So I want to talk a little bit about Nerdy But Flirty, which is awesome. Um, so I want to know how this website was created, what inspired you to make it. Sure. So uh, I was a mass communications major with a concentration in public relations uh, in college. And one of the things that they suggested would really help us before graduating would be to create a blog. Uh, so most people created a tips for the young PR professional um, blog, but everybody was doing that. And so I wanted to do something that uh, I was passionate about, that I knew I would feel encouraged to keep updated. Um, so I created a website that focused on video games and feminism within video games, uh, because I didn't really see a lot of websites um, talking about um, video games from a female consumer standpoint. I saw video uh, sites like, uh, like uh, Mary Jane where they'll talk about feminist issues and there were sites like Destructoid where they did game reviews and things like that, but I didn't really see any sites that kind of blended the two, um, which I think is important because as a female consumer, we often have further questions. Um, so I, that was the basic idea. And then from there, somehow, I ended up getting an amazing team of people to join me and more and more of them just kept joining. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm making this a real website. Would you say you're more involved in content creation or content management at this point? I used to be more involved in the content creation. Now I've, I've taken more of a back seat because I have so many contributors. There's about uh, 20 of us on the staff now. Um, so I'm, I'm more management, but I do write at least once a week uh, uh, about comics actually. Excellent, what comics are you writing about? Um, so I read a lot of Dark Horse because I really like, uh, what got me back into comics was comics about other franchises I was interested in. So I was really big into Dragon Age and I needed Dragon Age 2 and it just wasn't there. And so I started reading Dragon Age comics and that's when I rediscovered my love of comics. So right now I'm reading, um, Star Wars Legacy, which is about Han Solo's descendant. Um, I'm reading Marvel Girl. I'm reading, um, Lumberjanes. I just started. Oh, I heard that's great. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I did not expect to like it as much as I do. Mm -hmm. uh, Mass Effect Foundation, um, Halo. I'm reading so many things right now. Tomb Raider by Gail Simone. She's amazing. Um, and what uh, platform or hosting site are you using to publish? 
I'm using WordPress. WordPress. Excellent. Excellent. Are you enjoying WordPress? I really like WordPress. I've, I've had a uh, blogger before and I've used a Dreamweaver one at some point. Um, but I really like the simplicity of WordPress, especially with the widgets. It's just so easy for me to just automatically like, okay, I got this. Do you see any limitations with WordPress that you've bumped into? Sure. If you're not paying for certain things, uh, you don't have a level of um, customization that you might with another website. You know, for example, I don't want to pay for a premium theme. So instead, I have to um, just deal with the color palette that I have. So yeah, that's really the biggest limitation I've run into. And then the other one is uh, advertisements. Um, I'm not able to verify my site with YouTube, and I'm not able to put a lot of uh, HTML advertisements on there um, because WordPress doesn't support it when you're on WordPress.com. I should have gone through WordPress.org. Long story. I made the wrong choice. I picked the wrong pill. <laughs> if we could, I'd like to kind of transition into your real-life job, which is Geek & Sundry. My question is, uh, how did you get involved with this? It's still a fairly recent uh, YouTube channel. I think it's only like two years old. Yes, that's, that's ancient in YouTube time. Um, yes, so I got involved right before Comic-Con this, uh, this past year, so last summer. Um, basically, I used to work for Polaris, which is uh, at Maker Studios. It's another YouTube network. Um, so I came over to Geek & Sundry, and basically just, you know, the company beliefs really lined up with my personal beliefs. I'm a big fan of Felicia Day, who isn't. Uh, and they were just starting up this expended vlogs channel, and I thought, I can really help you with that. And what exactly are you personally responsible for um, on the vlogs channel? So much. Um, so basically, it's, uh, it's two different things. One part of my job is analytics. So looking at the numbers, the subscribers, the demographics, everything like that, and translating that into, okay, what do we need to do to utilize this information? How can we improve based on this information? Uh, and the other half of what I do is helping the vloggers improve themselves as YouTubers. So suggesting uh, topics for them to cover, suggesting um, things they can do differently, uh, setting up collaborations for them, interviews, uh, podcast interviews, and uh, getting them featured on websites. About Google Analytics, what do you find is the most helpful to look at when you're tracking page views or tracking all that information? Because it's if you just go to Google Analytics, it's a very intimidating chart of information. So where do you start? Right. Uh, so I actually usually look at uh, where people are coming from is what I find the most interesting. Um, because that can tell you a whole lot about what you can do differently or what you're doing well. And I think from there, that's to me even more important than the number of views that your page is getting is knowing where your audience comes from and knowing who your audience um, is. So demographics as well. Where do people usually um, get referred to from? It really depends actually on the day because we, we have a very solid schedule. So people know to look for certain things in certain days. Um, so the majority of our folks are coming just straight off of YouTube from uh, their subscriber feed, which is how uh, most successful channels are. Uh, for anybody who's not already subscribed, most of them are coming um, via Facebook and Twitter. The whole structure of Econ Sundry, for anyone who doesn't know, is it's a network. There's a blog channel, and then there's the main channel, which hosts different shows such as Tabletop. Currently, uh, we have Co-Optitude, uh, a new show, Unplugged. We just wrapped up Caper. Uh, we have Talking Comics Weekly. Do you feel like this is this YouTube network situation, do you feel like that's kind of where YouTube's going to be going in the future? Uh, I think it really uh, depends on what people want out of it. So 
the reason people join networks is to get um, the benefits of having customer service because as any of us on YouTube know, there isn't customer service for YouTube. Um, it's having somebody who can help you and somebody who can set up collaborations for you. So if you're the kind of YouTuber that that's what you're interested in and you want to try and make the most bang for your buck and, and reach out, then joining a network is very helpful for you. I think the vast majority of people watching YouTube, however, just want cat videos. Um, and so that's always just going to be these, these viral videos are always kind of going to be a, a big part of YouTube. Now, if your question is actually about premium content versus non-premium content, so Geek and Sundry does premium content, um, Polaris does premium content a lot, which is, you know, scripted shows, very highly produced content versus the guy who plays a video game for five minutes every day. Um, I don't, personally think that premium is the future of YouTube. No. What do you think the future of YouTube is going to be like? Sure. I think videos are going to need to be even shorter. I think things like Instagram video and Vine show us, yeah, they, the reason they resonate so strongly with people is because they're back to what YouTube used to be, which is a place to put funny, random, strange, interesting videos. And I think that despite networks propping up and despite people wanting to use YouTube um, to show off these really cool concepts. I think at its core, the vast majority of people want this very easily consumable product that they can just watch on their phone on their way to work. So you have 16 vloggers. They all have very different interests, talk about very different things. What is your advice for vloggers? What do you think makes a really good vlog? Sure. So the number one thing is it has to be you, your personality. People don't just come to watch videos uh, to learn something. They also come because they like your way of telling them something or they like what you stand for. Or they like what you believe in um, or they just like your, your smile and your energy. So the number one thing you have to remember when you're vlogging is that it's all about you and you need to make sure that you're coming through and that you're not just sounding like you're reading a wall of text, that you're actually interacting with your audience and, and kind of giving a piece of yourself, just like an actor on stage would do. Um, the other really important thing is collaborations because they help you reach a wider audience. And then third is having a really high frenetic energy level. Uh, you'll notice most of the big YouTubers have pretty high energy levels. And it's just something that really works and helps people feel like they're a part of your life and that they're your friend. What kind of collaborations have you been having vloggers do recently? Uh, we just had Andre, who is from Black Nerd Comedy, do a collaboration with Akeem. Um, before that, we had a collaboration with Strawberry17 and uh, Katie doing a makeup challenge. We have a bunch of them that have actually been filmed but haven't been released yet, so I can't really talk about them right now. Did you guys do anything for PAX? Uh, yep, I was at PAX East, and Holland and Mitch were at PAX East. So was Nika, actually. And uh, we had a booth for our new show, Unplugged, where people, uh, the concept of the show, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is uh, you play a video game on the Microsoft Surface, and then you go and do the video game in real life. So Jesse Cox played League of Legends and then went LARPing. Um, Sean from Nukahiga played the War Thunder and then went in a jet. So for uh, folks at PAX, they got to come to our booth and play Skullgirls, which is a 2D fighter, really beautiful indie game. And then they got to get into a big bouncy ring and beat each other up. Uh, with giant fluffy boxing gloves. Do you do um, a lot of events at conventions like that? We do go to a lot of conventions. Uh, Geek and Sundry, you know, we, we kind of have our root in conventions. That's how Felicia Day really, um, you know, started to build the huge audience that she had. Um, 
So we go to almost any convention we can get our hands on. So we've, we've got WonderCon coming up, uh, which I'll be attending. And um, I've already got my press pass for Geek Girl Con. Um, we're just hanging out at E3. We're not going to have a booth, I don't think. Uh, Comic-Con is coming up. So, yeah, we, we have a ton of things. Do you think it's important to have that real world interacting with fans and then also posting content? just normally do you think there's a good balance to strike between those two i think you should post content every day that that is the ideal for for your channel that's how you're going to succeed is if you're posting something every day every day um now for going to conventions it's good and it's important to find new fans and to connect with your current fans um so so yeah i i mean it's not that hard of a balance i think it depends on the person myself i can go to you know, 10 cons a year and not burn out. And some people can only get to three before they're like, okay, I'm done. So, you know, it, it depends on, on the person. And, you know, an important thing to look at is don't just go to a convention for the sake of going. Um, if your reason for going to a convention is to connect with your fans or find new ones, you should be attending conventions that uh, have an audience that is similar to your audience. What are some projects that you're working on in the future, um, be it for your own website or at Geek & Sundry? Sure. Uh, so for Nerdy But Flurry, we've started streaming more, which is new to us and new to me. Uh, so trying to get more content um, that way because we are we are a gaming website, but we've also just expanded so much into literary and into comics and into movies that I kind of wanted something to bring us uh, back a little bit. Um, we're always working on expanding our uh, NBF directory, which is uh, a list of other female websites out there. So... Um, Basically, one of my goals with that is I don't just want to have this huge list. I want to actually build a community of girl gamers who are able to be support for each other and able to, you know, have somewhere safe to talk and and hang out and game. Uh, so that's my goal at Nerdy But Flirty. Uh, with Geek and Sundry, the goal, of course, is to to build this channel up and to build the vloggers until they're able to be as awesome as possible. And you can't reveal anything in the future. It's all on lockdown, all secret. Uh, we've got a new show coming up um, called Spooked. It's going to be amazing. We've got a new show coming up that Nika is hosting called Arcade Arms. It's also going to be amazing. Um, and we're working on some other shows that, no, I can't tell you about. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I'll learn to live somehow. Just have to be patient. That was all the questions that I had for you. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Follow me on Twitter. I'm very friendly. Sarah the Rebel. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. This has been the Pubcast. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.thepubcast.org.